Hey, I'm Ben. In today's episode, Derek will be telling the story of when he first met Tome, a co-founder here at Bunches. He'll learn about their first start together and how they first got along, or didn't. Enjoy this episode of Starting Bunches. Hey everyone, this is Derek, your host here at Start Something and founder CEO of Bunches. Last episode in the story of Starting Bunches, we talked about my upbringing in brief and how my desire to serve creators also serves as the driving force behind Bunches. In this episode, we'll introduce you to my co-founder. We'll talk about the company where we worked at together prior to Bunches. Of course, for those of you who want to meet other listeners or just have questions about the Bunch story, you can join the Start Something listener community at onbunches.com slash start something. Now let's get back to the story. In this episode, we meet a new character in the Bunch story. Tomer Ben David, otherwise known as Tome. I haven't asked his permission yet, but it'll be all right to share his hack. Sorry, Tome. <laughs> in case you're unfamiliar, in the spirit of our culture here at Bunches, we do ask a series of questions that we call hacks, hypothetically asked questions, of all of our podcast guests. Those questions are, if you were a fruit, what fruit would you be? If you were a city, what city would you be? If you were a beverage, what beverage would you be? If you were a genre of music, what genre of music would you be? And last but certainly not least, if you were an animal, what animal would you be? Tom's hack is that he is a Blackberry, Tel Aviv, red wine, electronic music, eagle kind of person. You'll see that we're both berries, we're both alcoholic beverages, and to an extent, we're both flying creatures. But I'll let you, dear listener, assess our true compatibility. Now back to the story. So it was the end of 2016, and I felt that it was time for my next big career move. Things at Adam were fantastic. We had product market fit in a number of markets. We were scaling fast. We had just raised a sizable round, and honestly, I felt done. Wealth management is one of those industries that are so impactful, but I never felt super passionate about the space. Don't get me wrong, I learned a lot, loved the people that I was working with and for. Shout out to Eric, the CEO at Adapar. But honestly, it was time to dip my toes in the waters of earlier stage startups. So I started interviewing at a number of early stage startups, seed round, pre-seed even, series A, series B, and I had a couple of opportunities at a number of very solid companies, primarily in a CTO level role. A couple of those eventually were acquired by fantastic companies like WeWork or Goldman Sachs. Left a lot of money on the table in some of those acquisitions, to be honest. But during that time at the end of 2016, one evening in December, I received a message from this young gun with three first names and I received it everywhere. I'm not just talking about like he slid into my DMs once or shot me an email once or texted me via a friend or whatever. It was everywhere. I received an email about it. It was on LinkedIn. He sent me the message on AngelList. He sent a carrier pigeon to my house. There was a telegram involved, all talking about my work at Adapar and what they were building at this company called Exec, E-X-E-Q. I was intrigued, so I responded despite the awful name. We met in a WeWork after this gentleman, Tom, had rescheduled on me. That's right, he rescheduled on me. Tom, I don't, if you're listening, I don't even know if you remember that, but rescheduled on me and I met him and the exact team in the financial district of Manhattan. It just so happened that on that Monday morning when I met them, I had come from a meeting also downtown Manhattan at a large sizable bank. I was wearing a suit, which for those who may or may not know me, a suit is about the furthest thing you would ever find me dressed in. I'm typically in a jeans and a hoodie or jeans and a Manchester Orchestra shirt or jeans and a black tee. Very rarely am I in a suit, but for some reason this day, due to that meeting, I was in a suit and I joined them in the WeWork. It was like the seventh or eighth floor. 
and we all crammed into an office and talked about exec and the team and what they needed and what the role was. It was scrappy. They were scrappy. Obviously needed a lot of help. Obviously green behind the ears, a very young team, but they had a lot going for them. They were genuine. I could see where I would have an outsized impact while learning a lot at the same time. They were Techstars backed. They were moving to Tel Aviv to join the Techstars cohort there in Israel. And so after a couple of back and forths on comp and my role and things like that, I eventually joined the team and moved to Tel Aviv of all places for a few months to really build out the product, move development in-house, etc. And so to be honest, when I first moved to Israel and worked more and more alongside Tom, I found that he was opinionated, stubborn, driven, had too much swag, but he was also creative and articulate and talented and all of those things and but because of that i didn't really get along with him i didn't didn't really care for him didn't like him he was in retrospect he was too much like me we didn't outright argue or fight escalate into conflict or anything like that it was just more ignored each other a real healthy start to the relationship eventually we moved back to new york city after the tech stars kind of cohort wrapped up and we eventually found that we built a real product and shipped a real product in, into market. I eventually became CEO of Exec. That product, by the way, was that we had decided to build a budgeting app for the next generation of consumers. So think about Mint.com or you need a budget, but for Gen Z or millennials. It was extraordinarily colorful and creative, but also we did a fantastic job of kind of accumulating and assimilating and standardizing your budgeting data and we built a social feed on top of that budgeting data. It had a standout feature that we called when we or worth it or not worth it. So your transaction data actually acted as a check-in of sorts. And so if you went to your local Starbucks, for instance, and spent $6.80 at that local Starbucks, we would know this exact Starbucks that you had spent the money at. And we would ask you, if that transaction was worth it or not worth it. And you could heart it or dislike it. And then we would show that absent the amount that you actually spent, but we would show that when we vote into a social feed with you and your friends. And so it was collaborative budgeting along with some quality review kind of data. So think of it like Yelp meets your budgeting app. And that was the product. We started to scale exec in New York City. Obviously it needed to be confined to a single location at first. And we picked New York and things were going pretty well. Like our goal was to help people spend better using their financial data to help inform their spending decisions. People that really resonated with a lot of people. We could then take this data to small businesses and help those small businesses find new customers, all while helping our customers save money. And so through this process, I started to work a little bit more closely together with Tome across marketing products and design work. We started to scale the product in New York City and things were going pretty well across the board. And during that time, I found out that while working with Tome, that this kid's got what I look for in, in people that I want to work with. He's got what I call the two T's and the five I's. The two T's are, are taste, which is style and a level of aesthetic sense required for building consumer products. He's got talent, which is a 100x capability in at least one area. He's got the five I's, which are integrity. Who you are when no one's looking is a common definition for integrity, right? It's doing the moral or the ethical thing, regardless of what the decision is at hand. Intelligence is the second I, which is, can you get to the right answer when there's a lot of data to sift through? Are you smart enough? Are you intelligent enough to sift through that data and find the right answer? 
Intuition is, can you get to the right answer with very little data? What some people call instinct or gut feel. So when there's no data to work from, can you still get to a right answer the majority of the time? The fourth I now is intention, which is, do you do things on purpose? Do you act with inten intentionality? Do you act deliberately? And then last but not least are the intangibles. Do you know how to have fun? Are you a good communicator? Do you have a good sense of humor? Can I laugh with you? And as I worked more and more closely with Tom, not only did I realize that he was extraordinarily talented, intelligent, intuitive, et cetera, but some of the times that I've laughed the hardest over the last six or seven years has been on the back of his sense of humor. And I think we've crossed that hump by far from the days in Israel where we didn't quite get along or whatever. We've hit it off at this point. And and our true co-founders and friends in our professional lives now. And so eventually that led to us sharing an office together. We worked together in a co-working space in, in Brooklyn where we had an office together, two standing desks side by side. We eventually brought in a black shag rug. <laughs> it would work in our socks or bare feet. I know for some of you that, that may be too gross, but you gotta be honest, you don't, you're not living until you're working on a shag rug. But we had a record player, we would play jazz in the office, et cetera, and just get a lot done. We laughed a lot. We started to enjoy one another's company, spend more time with one another, and painlessly things were moving on the exec front. Unfortunately, however, due to some pretty crippling decisions early on in exec's life, it was struggling financially, which is one of the things that I learned through my time at exec is like your cap table and how you assemble your cap table, which for those of you listening who may not know what a cap table is, cap table or capitalization table is actually how investors invest in your, your company. And it's a list, a ledger, if you will, of the investments made into your company. And by and large, it's how much of the company you've given away for that for the capital investment. And due to some decisions early on in the exec's life, they had given too much away. I didn't know this until kind of later in my time there at exec, but it was pretty hard to raise money with such a wild and crazy investment history. And But at the same time, we were seeing success in the New York area. We had scaled the products, which at this time was a pretty robust iOS and Android. And we had scaled the product in the New York area to, to over 50,000 users, which was pretty significant. We were starting to see traction and growth to the point where we could build B2B tooling on it. Remember the small businesses I mentioned earlier? And so we began building monetization tools for the small businesses on top of the consumer data that we were aggregating in New York City. And then our first B2B client, they asked a question that changed the trajectory of the entire company and really changed the trajectory of both Tom and I's lives. It was one simple question. Can we acquire you? That's for the next episode here on Start Something. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week.